Hey everybody, welcome to the Zelda Informer Podcast, Episode 6. This week, joining me is... I'm Jake, and uh, I'm actually quite surprised Adam let me back on the show after me crapping on Majora's Mask last week. It's a surprise that I ever let you back on the show. <laughs> uh, I'm Nathaniel Ruffle-Jantz, the editor-in-chief, or as Adam likes to call me, the boss. I do call him the boss. He's the boss. Yeah. And I'm Jeff. Uh, I was here a couple weeks ago, and I'm one of the copy editors and news writers and weekly feature people, usually, except for lately, on Zelda Informer. And Adam's mean to me, but I came back anyway. He's very mean to you. I'm so mean to Jeff for no reason. Alright, guys, this week uh, we have a few topics, including some fan suggested topics, but we'll get to that in, in a sec. Right now, I would like to. Uh, talk about some news that came through. Uh, a bunch of quotes have been coming from Game Freak regarding new Pokemon games and things of that nature. I don't know if you guys have been keeping up, but I have. Um, and I wanted to talk about uh, a quote that Masuda said um, in ter- when it came to rebooting the franchise and the aspects of Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. He said, one of the main appeals of Pokemon over the years is the concept that even through all these games, you can have people 20 years apart, but they can still talk about Pokemon. And I mean, that's kind of a unique concept uh, with Pokemon. Uh, they don't really get in many other games, so I'd like to talk about that for a little bit. Well, I mean, don't we have that right here? Like, right now? What do you mean? What do you mean? Between us and, uh, and Nate. Like, our, our age difference isn't quite that much, but significant enough where I'm, I'm getting that feeling we have sort of different we're, I wouldn't say we're completely different generations but we're like kind of oh yeah it, it is it is pretty fantastic that you can see a game that bridges the, the generation gap so like so impeccably I, that's actually really cool uh, especially with Pokemon I mean I think it's true of other game series as well but Pokemon is really unique. Like I, I haven't played. Uh, th- th- there's so many aspects to Pokemon. Um, I haven't really played a Pokemon game probably in like a decade. Uh, but I still know what it is because I used to play some of the older games a lot. And even um, for people who don't know, my, my day job is I watch 35 kids after school, and they're all like they're really into Pokemon cards. And I have a huge stack of old school. Wizards of the Coast Pokemon cards. Um, and they all think I'm like the coolest guy ever because I have all these old school cards and I have no idea who any of these new Pokemon are they're all excited about. But man, they still know who Pikachu is and Charizard. Oh, look at Garbage Monster! <laughs> it's actually funny, like... It shoots, it shoots liquid waste at its <laughs> like, what, what, what What's disgusting. that one Pokemon they kept saying is racist that has the big lips and is black? Jinx. Yeah. Okay, I have the original cards for that stuff. Jinx is serious. Yeah, one. I have the original cards yeah, for that, yeah. and they're like, Jinx doesn't look like that anymore. I'm like, well, I don't know. That's what he was in my childhood. The original Pokemon, <laughs> the original designs for Pokemon, like if you go back and play Pokemon Blue or look at the designs, are terrifying. Pikachu looks like a monster. Pikachu was so cute. It was like a little square with Design arms. one? Oh, yeah. No, he was, he was so horrible. Pokemon was pocket monsters. That's that's what it was supposed to be. Yeah. Um, it's weird looking at the... Yeah. I, I, have, I at least think it's weird when I look at the newer designs. Um, because it, it's getting away from being monsters and trying to be more like, hey, this is like a household appliance. You can find laying around. Rodham. <laughs> yeah. Or Rodham, whatever his name is. Which is literally just household appliances that he changes forms into. 
But again, that, that, that gets back to what makes Pokemon kind of unique, is that even though I don't have any idea what's going on with any of the new generation stuff, um, I still can connect with people that do, that, that do. That's all they know, and they don't know the old school stuff. Just because Pokemon... Right. I mean, Pokemon fundamentally is the same thing it's always been. Just different Pokemon. Yeah, they just I mean, the not really. Years. With the uh, with the newer games, things change drastically. Um, if you go back and play one of the older games and play one of the newer ones, it's, well, it feels yes, very yes. different. Um, and um, a lot of people really don't. The thing that we're all talking about right now is Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, and like I remember playing that and talking to someone who was like seven years older than me, and they're like, "Oh, I used to play Pokemon," and now that was a decade ago. Yeah, I mean, my older brother and I were nine years apart, and we would talk about Pokemon. We we could still I could still talk to him about it, and he still would know uh, the, the basics of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, the thing is, that's interesting. That if you didn't have or know anyone that played some of the older games, and you just started with the new ones, you might not want to go back and play them uh, because it's it's sometimes really difficult or uh, tedious to go back and try to play them in the original form and stuff. Which is why the virtual console has been a really cool thing on the the Wii U and the Wii, how you can just play older games on there. Exactly. And um, one of the things that Game Freak talked about was the fact that none of the games have been put on the virtual console yet. And the reason for that is that they'd have to change a lot of communication features at, in the older games to like deal with those sort of things. And they don't want to do that. They would rather um, work on the game and make it a lot better. Like take an older game with like Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, and upgrade the the content inside instead of just making a patch. Yeah, yeah, it, it stands to reason. I mean, you know, having to use a link table is they'd have to go back and really, really get back to the skeleton of the code and fix a few things. But uh, interestingly enough, um, the Pokemon remakes are the only remakes that I, I truly I want I don't say like. See, because like earlier in the podcast, I said yeah. Last week, I wasn't so favorable towards Majora's Mask, but specifically towards a Majora's Mask remake. I, I really don't want one of those. But for Pokemon, I I'm okay with it because it is always interesting to be able to revisit an old land with like so much more having been added to it. You know, like there there's like over three hundred like Poffins. There's over three hundred new new like Pokemon to, to like have around him. You know, it, that my journey was changed drastically by the adding of Garbage Monster. Well, well, the other thing is, Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, this is the most drastic remake that they've done so far. I mean, you've got the Mega everything that was added in X and Y and since. But not only that, but they're adding new features in this one as well. New Mine. Like 30 Mega Evolutions and the soaring thing. I don't, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm the soaring really thing excited. is something I've wanted since I was a kid. I want to fly around <laughs> in circles. I just want to do that all day with Mega Left. Is it just... Is it just the Mega Latios and Latias, or can you do with other, like, other notes? Just those like, two. Like, it, it's just that. I want to be able to fly on my Pidgey. <laughs> Pidgey. I want to fly on a Golurk, because it's I'm... a giant golem, and that would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just surprised that, like, they took out customization. I, I read their reasoning. Like, it's not a big feature, but it bothers me. Because yeah, it... with the, the addition of, like, having custom, like, character looks... I was like, wow, yeah, yeah. clothing and things like that. Yeah, they took it out. They, they took out skin color changing, but they kept the clothing stuff. I thought they took out everything. Okay. O okay, well. Hmm. That's as far as, okay, maybe I'm wrong. I might be wrong. I might be wrong. We need help. 
No, no, like, I, I read a quote where he deliberately said, uh, it was, we did we chose not to keep customization in so as to keep regional differences, you know, like, preserve them. Like, he wants there to be a distinct difference between Kalos and... Right, Owen. he wants like, France to be more about, like, he wants Kalos because based on France, style, more yeah. about the style. Yeah, yeah but well, I read somewhere that's... else, um, maybe you just, because uh, I was working with Gamnesia on one of their posts, and there was something about the fact that they're keeping some of the customization aspects but getting rid of some of the other ones. So, I don't know. Yeah, maybe I haven't been- Only custom shoes. <laughs> maybe I wasn't paying attention, but I could have swore they were wearing slightly different outfits, like in some of the trailers. Um, well, I can I can imagine, because um, the, the theme of this one is kind of like, with outfits, it's like biker gear. Like, the two main, like, base looks are bike outfits yeah, yeah. and biking outfits. So I would imagine the, the all the co costumes that they can wear are themed around yeah. that. Because um, Owen, Owen is a bit more of like a tropical summer paradise kind of region. So like I, I I do see them having a lot of like clothing that would replicate that, and they seem to. I mean they wear a lot of like as you said like clothes, and they do wear a lot of shorts and stuff like that. Things that breathe. The mythology is based around uh, extreme weather. Wait, the mythology of the clothing? There was a legend new from Prada this fall. That's for Owen. Legend of Zelda with the legendary green clothing that no one else in the world wears apparently. But no one yeah, can wear green except for Spirit Tracks. Unless you go there. Unless I'm mistaken. Yeah, but no, Spirit Tracks has Spirit trains, Tracks so you know. Do we talk it's... about Spirit Tracks? We have. I, I actually gave it a little bit of praise last week. Uh, I think it's a, oh, it's so it's a very, very underrated game. It is a very underrated I just game. like its main field theme. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I could listen to that, but like, not play it. And I'd be cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I, I love Spirit Tracks. Um, it's been in my top five Zelda games since the first time I beat it. And it hasn't it left. Um, it's, it's really weird to me, because everything I hated about Phantom Hourglass never happened. In spirit tracks, I know it. Like um, I said, except, except for Phantom. the the lack of, the lack of control options. I mean, that was, but whatever. I, I think after Phantom Hourglass, I just got used to it, so I didn't expect anything. You did feel, you did feel like you lost a little bit of freedom, uh, having to be on rails, but it, it really rectifies itself. Uh, ah. it, it's it's hardly it's hardly a complaint, especially because Phantom Hourglass had so much to complain about. It really did. I mean, nope. it, well. The only thing that really sticks out about Phantom Hourglass to me is that we got Lineback, and I miss Lineback. Well, you get Lineback the third in Spirit Tracks. Oh, that's such, that's, like a, that's a cop-out. Cop I always <laughs> think of football when I think of his name. Yeah, yeah. Well, Linebacker, yeah. The other thing is, I mean, do we really need an issues to have green? more Toon Link? I mean, doesn't everybody just love seeing Toon Link's cat eyes? Is No, I'm tired of it. No, so, I, I think... He's 16, by the way. <laughs> Yeah, I. Can we can we talk about that oh for a second? I, the fact I that he's this sixteen and he looks like a <laughs> ten-year-old. Okay, I, I think there's a giant misconception with with people with the age thing. He's supposed to be the same age as Link in Ocarina of Time. Yeah, but I think people mistake him for supposed to be the adult Link age, and he's supposed to be the no, because they Link had age. an adult Link age uh, made, but they decided they discarded it and said, "Fuck, he's just gonna stay the same." Yeah, well, the thing is that he was supposed to age naturally in the game. That was supposed to be, like, one of the features of it, and obviously they got scrapped. Like, I, I, I like to believe that the statue of Link in Hyrule Castle is a remnant of that phase of development. Uh, but no, he's he's nine, dude. Like, he's supposed to be, Link, like, young Link's age from Ocarina. Like, because that, okay. that's when he embarks on the journey. But nine, to me, is really a weird age for a kid to go on a journey. 
that's kind of the charm. I'm still going to say my, oh, it, my despair. It, it, it's... Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's kind of one of yeah, those but things that's at least that, a double digit. When, when we're talking about, like, ages, like, you know, what age is appropriate to go on an adventure, um, I, I mean, you have to look at what these games are based on. Like, Legend of Zelda started because of Miyamoto as a kid going in the caves and you know, no one said he was doing that at 16. And he murdering pigs. Um, I, w- I was going in caves when I was 10. So, I don't know about you guys. We, we have I've never murdered a the pig. Park that I was going in all the time. Um, but, but the point is, is that, I mean, these adventures are what, like, a, a kid would imagine doing. Um, like, when I was younger, I would always imagine... A kid who was very obsessed with the color green. <laughs> well, yeah, but it, it's one of those, like, when I was a kid... Um, I would always imagine that I was the hero in the cartoons I watched. Like, I'm one of the Ninja Turtles. I'm one of the Power Rangers. And I'm fighting against evil, and I'm beating up pillows. And I always thought yeah, it'd be more interesting to like, be the, the guy. It's, like, it's a child's fantasy. Yeah, I, I mean, and, and that's what the games are based on. So, like, it seems weird when you're an adult to be like, man, would a, would a 10-year-old really, or a 9-year-old really stab this giant dude through the head and turn him into stone? Well... <laughs> I'm not spoiler warning up. It's an 11 year old. Yeah, I'm not spoiler warning this. <laughs> when I was a when I was a kid, I always thought it'd be more interesting to be the guy who's like walking to the bank and sees like a massive sword fight happening in the middle of the bank, just being like, "Damn it, it's Thursday." What? What? <laughs> just like, I want to be the guy whose day was kind of ruined by the whole thing. Like, this is really inconsiderate. <laughs> You see where you get like a dialogue in a cutscene, and that's it. Important enough that I never die, but but unimportant so that I don't have to do anything difficult. The purgatory that is being the NPC. But um, <laughs> not, not exactly the purgatory. Uh, it's, it's purgatory. I mean, I see the joy in being the bard. Like, you can talk about what happened, but you didn't have to do anything. Can we talk about how, how awful it, it would it must be to be like an NPC in a really shitty game? Like imagine imagine being an NPC in like like ah, Duke Nukem Forever. That's your existence. <laughs> That's all you have to put on a resume. I'm an NPC in Duke Nukem Forever. Do you get criticized for being an NPC in a bad game or for being a bad NPC in a bad game? <sighs> Probably Yep, a little bit of voice acting. And do any of the do any NPCs get to use the motion capture suits? I feel like being an NPC who got to use that would be just an amazing achievement. You were just important enough where they really wanted to capture your emotion. Like you're one of the dancers from the square in like Ocarina of Time, but like in a recent game, and they really wanted to capture that. Yeah, I, I'm thinking about the Ocarina of Time, like the, the town square right now, and just like how unrealistic that whole affair must be. I mean, there's just two guys laughing at one another for hours upon hours on end. You can just sit there and watch them. That's this podcast. <laughs> but, I, no, it's I, me and Jake I, just I, laughing I look at, at each this other and, and it kind of brings it all full circle to like why Pokemon, uh, you know, kind of persists through different generations and um, why Zelda kind of can, because a lot of us are, but we're older when it comes to being Zelda fans. Um, mm-hmm. You know, yeah, there, there's variants in ages. Like, I'm 28, and I know you guys are different ages, but, um, you know, I, I, like, like I said, like the kid, the kids that I work with every day, that they, they, some of them are massive Wind Waker fans, and they're only seven. Um, 
it, it, old it enough kind to of go reminds me of like I was playing Zelda when I was their age. Um, it's, it's, um, just because I know that with that one survey, res the survey results that we saw before, mm -hmm. that it seems like Legend of Zelda's having trouble pulling in fans. Well, it, the the thing about you surveys, um, it, it's based on the pool of people that you're taking from. Um, Zelda Informer was one of the main pools for that, and our audience is largely 18 plus, so um, you're not going to yeah, get yeah. the younger audience from our perspective. Like, if Zelda Dungeon would have participated, they have a younger audience, but they didn't participate. Yeah. So. And I mean, most of the kids, like the younger audience, they're busy on their yeah, adventures and still, they don't so like 9 like 10. <laughs> they're still busy they, stabbing people in the face with the sword. The so. yeah. They're, they're, they're yeah. playing Minecraft and Mario Kart and I don't remember the game Legend of Zelda and the the survey to and the they go sand pole. And see the sun, which some adults could do more often. I saw the sun today. It was bright. <laughs> but, you did it, Jeff. But, but I think that's one of it. the things um, uh, that makes it so great is that we we could still we still enjoy Zelda <laughs> as older people. Um, but yeah, it, we're able. But to it's put still it in made in a way that analytically. Yeah. Listen to he's got a point. But but it's still made yeah. in a way that children um, can enjoy it too, and I and I think um, <laughs> that's actually the main point of controversy. I think in the entire Zelda fandom um, is that the games are made so children can enjoy them, and because they keep that in mind, the older gamers get frustrated because oh my God, Zelda didn't grow up with me. Um, you know, I'm actually kind of amazed that we've, that you brought it back to this because that that is it, the idea that. Um, one thing about Zelda and other series like Pokemon and Super Smash Bros. is they've, Nintendo and its developers have reiterated time after time, we really want this to appeal to everyone or as many people as possible. And somehow their games are able to achieve that, not completely, but better than other others have so far. Well, and, and it's funny because like I'll I'll point out um, flaws that like I, I know a lot of people that follow Zelda Former think like we're always biased towards Wind Waker and uh, Majora's Mask, like, liking them a lot. And sure, we like I've those been listening to the podcast, but but we're <laughs> we're, we're critical too. And it's funny because oh, yeah. like the criticisms we'll have of Wind Waker, they don't bother my students that are seven or eight. Like th it's not a negative to them; they love it. Um, and, and it's one of those things that it's so hard for me to grasp. That I'm 28, and my eight-year-old self probably would have loved it and not had any complaints. So oh, my eight-year-old self was a snob. Adam, we don't talk about you. Still, still is. But, I mean, <laughs> and Pokemon's kind of the way too. Like I, I know my third when I was talking about it before, you know, Adam said, "Oh, well, it's changed a lot." I'm sure it has. I wouldn't know. I haven't played it in a decade. But um, I, I mean, like I, I know. I remind him daily. What, what turned me off um, from continuing to play as I got older was that. Um, it stopped being about catching all the Pokemon because that used to be what it was all about. Gotta catch that's them. Not, not, yeah. That's not really they possible anymore. Well, it, it is. There's someone who did it. I remember reading recently someone did it. Yeah, but, but that's like that being like a major. It's noteworthy news. <laughs> but, but that's kind of my point that when, when the first games came out, that was the point of the game. It wasn't to beat the Elite Four, that was just a thing you completed in five hours playing the game. It was to catch all 151 Pokemon. Part one was beating the Elite Four. Part two is catching legendaries, and part three was completing the Pokemon. Yeah, but, but that's the thing. Like it, 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 I mean, it was manageable. It was easy to do. And as they keep expanded, it started frustrating me because it started becoming clear that um, unless I am dedicated to this as my life goal, there is no way I'm catching all the Pokemon. And 
That turned me off because that's why I played. It was the catch them all. I mean, the, the catchphrase, gotta catch them all. Uh, they dropped it eventually because um, it was pretty much they Im stopped impossible to do it anymore. No, that's still there. It's still, it's in all their, it's in all their, like, Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire trailers. Yeah. It starts yeah, a little Yeah, but that's, funny. gotta remember, that's a, that's a decade old game. Um, I mean, yeah, that, yeah. that that was still back when it was relevant, where you didn't have to waste your entire life to catch them. You know, I'm kind of wondering if they'll readdress it, because for one, we know there's an app coming out that's gonna be like a, or Nintendo patented something that's like a real-life Pokedex. And also, because Game Freak's thinking about getting into Amiibo, so that you can wait, do physical wait. collections, I'm wondering if they'll make, like, Like an encyclopedia? Well, it's one of those, like, because you think about it, there's some Pokemon... You I'm can... pretty sure if you go around and start collecting real animals, you're gonna get arrested. <laughs> well, no, but but you look at it like... I still need a casual tiger! There's some Pokemon you can only get through, you know, special events um, that happen, like, one day a year. Or you have to go to stores... That's absurd. ...to get it. Yeah, and some of them... Um, I know, but... Yeah, some of them never happened. Like, remember the Arceus event? Yeah. That never happened yeah. because Game Freak was like, oh, this will probably be too complicated. Yeah, and... Figure out. And, and, and it wasn't. You just go to the same place the Yaga and Palkia were, and there it was. It, it's kind of like, um... I think it was Colin or... Somebody else from Ganesi asked me like last week like why I don't play Pokemon games. Like I, I might pick up Omega, you know, Rufy Sapphire or whatever going on. But I, I, I might I might Yeah, yeah, I caught that too. Did you, yeah, did you just yeah, say Rufy yeah. Sapphire like I just yeah like Rufy isn't the drug? Like Rufy. Rufy Rufy. <laughs> we, see Rufy isn't even what it's called around here anymore. Um but anyways. No, so I was asked, like, why Wait. I don't get back into Pokemon, because like, I still... I'm sorry, this is a little bit off-topic, but they don't call it that anymore? Not in my area. They changed it, and why were they thinking about it so much that they changed um, it? I'm concerned as the area no, you live in, Nate. It, it, it's kind of like how there's a whole bunch of different terms for, like, weed. Um, it, it, it's uh, one of those things that you keep changing up to make it harder. So for... a lot of people do roofie where you're coming, yeah, where you come from. It's just harder to... Shameful. Yo, I get out of class, I go home, <laughs> I get in my roofie. chair, I roofie. Like, if you say roofie, <laughs> Myself. everyone knows what you're talking about. But now when you say it in the new term, nobody knows what it is, except for the people that know. So, like, you say it around a cop, and they're not going to think anything about it. That's kind of the point. Um, uh, so, that's, that's actually kind of... But, well, well, that's why drug names change all Wait, wait, wait. So, if you say roofie to a cop, they're, they're going to be like, oh, whatever, that's just the... No, like, no, they, no, they, they know they what that is. <laughs> But if you say the term that is commonly used around here now, they have no idea. They haven't caught on to that. Oh, can they call it a forget me now? <laughs> no, no, that's too obvious. <laughs> that's just oh, like saying, oh, let's just call it date rape. Well, I, I think they know what that is. Okay. But no, oh. um, you try to get back into talking about video games. Um, yeah. I want to, uh, I actually want to get back into, I want to start with sure, our fan sure. topics for this week. You, you know okay. what's funny? You know what I actually felt funny? Like, we were going to talk about news, and you immediately went to Pokemon when we have so much Zelda news this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. A bike? I don't care about bikes. I play video games. It has a lot of horsepower. <laughs> well, That's no, not even it, mine. That's it, what it, they tweeted this. it with. The, the Master Cycle, we'll, we'll, we'll leave that alone for now. I'm kidding, by the way. Because we, we could talk about that when it comes out. Yeah, yeah. It looks neat. Um, and, I'm gonna say that. that cool I'm gonna say it looks neat. Um, who said he, you know, he likes it so much he wants to put it in a Zelda game. It's fine. 
Alright, so our first uh, fan email comes from uh, Jacob from Texas, and he writes, I grew up watching my brother play Majora's Mask, and it was terrifying. You could even say it's more dark than Twilight Princess. It is. From the Mask Salesman to the Moon, it scared me as a kid, and it's, it's still the only one I refuse to play. I'm 19, for God's sake. My question is this. What's one weird part of any Zelda game that creeps you out? Dead hand. <laughs> I can give you my good way, and I can talk about why I'm so happy. Oh, Let's talk about oh, bad way. Oh, oh, Let's oh, talk about... oh, if you want to talk about Let's... this. Go on, go on. I... I was saying, I'm talking about bad way because this bad, is like... So I would assume that... Yeah, he can't play... He doesn't want to play the game anymore. Like, he he doesn't want to play the game he still creep, because he just... He, does, he feels really uncomfortable with that it. Bad, but I think the one that hits it for me is Ocarina of Time between the Re-Deads because of their freaking scream. When I first played it, that terrified me. And then, like, yeah, the hugging... You know what I, uh, yeah, dude. When I, when I saw that, I actually thought that, like, it was just a stock sound effect of a woman screaming, like, in the distance, like, oh, it's scary, see? But then I was like, oh, wait, they're making that noise. This is infinitely worse. Well, yeah, and, and it was even worse because your screen was frozen and you couldn't move. Yeah. Um, yeah. As they're slowly walking towards you, and you're like, what the heck is just happening? It was just annoying to me. I was just like, let me move. But but that was kind care. of like the, that that was kind of like the point of what made it I know. creepy. A, a scary screaming woman on this dead looking thing walking towards me, and I can't move. Yeah, yeah, it, it definitely was a very jarring shock because like the way they're prefaced, like because the first time you see them, well, the first time you can see them is when you fire the sun song underneath the grave, and like one of the skeletons like says to you, "Those who venture into the royal family's tomb will have to deal with the dark interlopers," and I'm like. Huh. Oh god. And then like you see them and they're all like hunched over and they're so morbid and like and they're they're second only to the dead hand. Well yeah, like, and, the and what's the other thing? Well yeah. and, and you think about it, like Are we talking about the one that comes from think the ceiling? About kids doing that. Like uh, nothing is no, creepy no, 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 enough. No, 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 or the, no, no, no. Uh, the one that comes from the ground. Yeah, by the way, there are some really awesome fan theories about the bottom of the well. Oh yeah. I remember yeah, this guy. He, he's ultra creepy. Um for me. He has this face that's kind of like, gimme, gimme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, people say that, um... Gimme, 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 Like, gimme. do you guys remember the boss Bongo Bongo? Yeah. There's a fan theory that I love uh, that says that Bongo Bongo actually was a Sheikah and that um, he, was, he was sentenced to death because underneath... He, his house was where that well was, and, and underneath his house, essentially his basement, is like, if you look in the well, it's filled with torture equipment. So it's implied that, uh, and the reason that his hands are, dis are disembodied is because he was he was sent he was sentenced to death and sealed in his own well. It's it's pretty grim. So he had a, B a BDSM well, and they put him in it forever. <laughs> Why do we have these yeah, podcasts yeah, at happened. night? Um, Why? So what? So what? Uh, you and your chain will uh, be trapped uh, forever. I'm going to add to things a bit because I think. Um, the, the two we mentioned are pretty much the two that every Zelda fan on the planet could point yeah. to. Um, I'm, I'm going to say, uh, like, the Wall Masters, when you see them floating above you and you have no idea when they're going to come down. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I think it, the, the, it doesn't really bother me so much today, but I remember when I was, like, 14, and how, which one game was that at the time? Was it, uh, it was a handheld game. Minish Cap? Yeah, it might, it might have been Minish Cap. And... Uh, I, you know, I didn't think much of it. I'm like, oh, there's a shadow on the ground, whatever. And all of a sudden, this hand grabs me, just pulls me completely out of the room, and I'm just freaking the hell out. Um, and it's funny because it's not like I ha like these haven't been in Zelda games before, but I had never been caught by one before. 
and it just freaked me out um, that yeah. there was something in the game that could just literally just I, I'm here I am adventuring trying to find a secret entrance and all of a sudden I'm ripped out of the game what the hell really is that? weird when something yeah, comes from behind you because you can't see it because it's in 3D instead of 2D and something comes from and behind you and also you don't have eyes in the back of your Jeffrey um, and, and, and I mean it, obviously there's nothing in the game that I could say you know creeps me out to the point I'm going to play it today like I couldn't imagine right. being 19 and being so creeped out I can't but then again you know it, nothing was traumatizing I guess enough to me to make me not want to experience it there were a few things for me though that like um they're, they're okay they're not inherently scary but they, it fills in like one of my deepest fears as a person and I, I'm just going to say this on the podcast so that, that's that's wonderful I had this very very <laughs> I had this very bizarre fear of being surrounded and chased by a horde of things that are a lot smaller than me. So, do you guys remember in Wind Waker those? Um, so you're afraid of an army of midgets? Ones? No, not. I wouldn't say that. I'm. T- I mean, if it's just people. I mean, whatever. But like, yeah. Do you remember? Do you remember the mini blinds from Wind Waker? Those little devil things with the pitchforks, and they make that weird noise like dan dan dan. You know that? You know them? That that noise. That noise just did it for me. Fucking things. Even right now, scare the fuck out of me. Like, I was playing, like, Wind Waker HD recently, and, like, I was like, Lyra, get the room. Lyra being my girlfriend. I was like, oh my god, please be in the room with me. I can't do this. <laughs> and, like, they, I don't know, man. It, something about them scares the fuck out of me. And then there's also another enemy in Majora's Mask, the Bows. Not to be confused with the Pose. They're B-O-E-S. Um, and they're these little white and black balls. And uh, they, they just make these really, they have these like glowing eyes and they just, they're really tiny and they just stare at you from the ground. And it, they're always in huge packs and they're always wherever it's super dark. Except for Snowhead. Yeah, they fall, they fall down from the sky like in Snowhead, like they fall down as flurries. And the white ones don't bother me. Like, <sighs> I, I honestly think that there might, uh, might be a lot of kids um, today that like if we ask them, uh, you know, what creeped them out, they might point to a lot of things in Twilight just because you know when i look back on it there's a lot of really um funky designs with the twilight creatures and um to to them that was their childhood like our childhood might be ocarina of time or link to the past or whatever but that that was their childhood you know that one of the first games they played was twilight princess and um i just remember that when i first played that game it was just a game that felt really tense yeah it does it just it feels tense i don't know why it's not that the game itself um lends up it's the art itself it just is tense very tight it feels like everything's constrained i don't know if that was a design choice well, it, or not it, it, but it's just no, like even it, the it open spaces yeah, i think it was a design choice i mean even if you look at uh, at, at the story like it, everything about the game tries to make you feel like um you need to get shit done right now um and if you don't everything's gonna end even though it's not true um like it just the game tried to give you that feeling um and, and the art design really went a lot yeah and on the note of like starting with these now we have a new generation starting on different games in this limited series when they're introduced to them i was thinking if you started with skyward sword it's like ocarina of time in terms of like colorfulness at least at the beginning but um in terms of things to maybe be scared if not like maybe not terrified of the um the imprisoned the imprisoned is pretty bland 
but it's very derpy. It's very it's very derpy. But I know like I, I wasn't scared of it. I just know when I was playing it, um, when I first saw the imprisoned, I was like, "What is this thing? What? What?" And I just ran. I kind of ran around. I, I'm kind of ashamed of it. I ran around in kind of circles, and it was like my lowest moment as a Zelda player because I had no idea what to do. <laughs> and then eventually, that's how I felt during Skyward Sword. Adam, we're not gonna talk about that anymore. It's it's done. It's done. But, yeah, I did not realize that you had to hit its toes. I was just kind of like, it's going up, and I can't stop it. What do I do? And it was, like, almost at the top when I finally figured out how to stop it. And I was like, oh. Did, I, Adam, how far did you make it in? No, or? no, we're not having this discussion. It's embarrassing. And also, and also, did you play it like how you played Watch Dogs? Because if so, then... Uh, I did. <laughs> Yeah, look, the one and only time Adam ever played Watch Dogs was at my apartment. He came over, he wanted to try it out, so we started a new file, and literally all he did was, like, there was an NPC who was hunched over in a locker room, and he kept, like, walking against it, but it would make the character walk in place. So him and I just started, oh my God. Just started singing Staying Alive by the Bee Gees, because he was walking perfectly in rhythm with it. It was, it was yeah. the most fun. You can... It was not nearly as fun as that. All Adam I did... Just, I... I just, I looked at Jake while I was doing it, and I was rotating the camera, so it gave like this really cool like effect with, if you listen to it with the, the audio like this, um, and it was, I was just looking at Jake, like staring him dead in the eyes, and like just bobbing my head, and he just looked at, back at me like, he was ashamed that I was a person. You just had this assumption that Link was really, really derpy, and you kept staring at the sun. Every... He liked the sun. Uh, the sun was his friend. You had this idea. Of, I feel like there was a joke about praising the sun, but we didn't even go there. It wasn't even that good. The sun is Link's friend. Yeah. The reason why I chose the sun specifically is that Link's in Skyward Sword, if you look at his face, it looks like he's always looking into the sun. He just always has this wide-eyed, blank expression on his face. Like, he actually can't really see. <laughs> It, it, it's magic. It's magic. Or blind. With a it's penchant magic. for adventure. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm blind. By the way, uh, something you said earlier that I, I quickly wanted to address. You said uh, you felt like Zelda games were I'm getting older with you. I think that's a respectable viewpoint, but I also don't necessarily think that's a problem. Um, like, I don't I think, think it's, it's a problem fine. at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think um, it's fine that Zelda games stay the same age because no, as, yeah. as a player, and you deal with so much yeah, green, no. brown, muzzle flash. Yeah, no, my, my, my main issues with Zelda games aren't, aren't that they didn't grow up with me. Um, it, my, my only issue with Zelda, um, it doesn't, well, yeah, no, Zelda 3. <laughs> They're actually, we'll talk about that, yeah, but, um, it, is that they are, are so focused on um, trying like new, like a new idea and kind of basing the game around this idea um, yeah. that they are lacking um, basically what the, what they should be doing is taking what works in Zelda and the Zelda formula and perfecting it. They don't have to add more complexities or darker stories or make the puzzles, you know, ten times harder. They just need to perfect what they're already doing. Um, and it, it doesn't feel like, we it doesn't feel like they gizmos. do that. Like they, they come up with a new idea and then they just slap all the old ideas in like with a the new gun. idea and then that's your new game. Um, and that's fine. It's it's fun. I want a cuckoo gun. It's just it, it feels like they can make everything a bit tighter. Um, See, that's why I like Spirit Track so much. Yeah, that's, because it's, yeah. it, it's one of the only games that was like, okay, 
we're looking at the, the the one that preceded this, and we're gonna take everything about it and just make this one a better version. Yeah, of that. that that that's actually exactly. I think that's why I love it so much. Um, I don't know that it's objectively for me better than so many other Zelda games, but it's the one game yeah, yeah. I know improved on something that I absolutely hate. By adding hey, trains, the tra- the, well, I like I mean, the trains. <laughs> yeah, it, it worked. Like um, they, they did give you enough. Uh, I, I don't know why people rails. are so like, oh, I don't like on rails thing. Like we barely have that in gaming anymore. Why? Why is this a bad thing? Like, yeah, it's I mean, fun. People just don't like trains. Is, is that like, it would it really wouldn't have mattered. Like if because like think of, think think of Phantom Hourglass. You know, you're able to sail every which way, and that's fine and dandy. But like. Does it actually give you any more substance? There, no, no, it doesn't. Fat, you, you can you draw a path, but why would you? You draw want a path, to? and that's the path you're going. It's it's just like being on a train. You're on you're on a yeah, path that yeah. you drew. Well, and you can't do anything but attack things. A Link Between Worlds offers you. A Link Between Worlds is one of the only Zelda games that really offers you as much freedom as you really can get, while still keeping a, a coherent. Uh, well, that, that's just that, that's more so. Plot. It's literally based on the old school designs of Zelda. And, and and that's great. Yeah. P- people love it. Um, and that's what I, I love I about it. Worlds. Uh, I gave. It... I'm surprised it doesn't do better in our fan polls. To be honest. Yeah, I think it just it hasn't been out long enough. Um, there like there's a lot of fans in our comment section that say I, I would love to vote a link between worlds, but like I want to give it time to see what I actually think about it. You know, after right. after it's been around a bit. I oh, still I, think I it's one of my favorites. That's kind of what happened with me. Like I played it and I was like, that's eh, a good game, but like. I, I, it didn't exactly light my world on fire, but then I gave it some time, and I was like, eh, you know, that was a pretty good game, I should go back and play it. And suddenly everything was aflame. <laughs> Before we move on from the fear topic, I just want to say, like, something that, uh, uh, something, some aspect of terror or fear that really I loved, um, was in Skyward Sword, I love the Spirit Realm challenges, it was, for me, amazing, I love the music, I love the aesthetic of it, and I loved how I loved how I was able to barely cut the challenge. Like the, I remember one on the uh, on the desert where I was like just running, just sprinting across the area to get to the tier, and I've got these things running after, like coming after me with the giant swords, and then I fall in the sand or something and die, but get revived in the right spot where I've actually made it out of. Yeah, see, yeah, those those were definitely the glowing part of. Yeah, and, and I mean, I, it's interesting you brought that up for for this fear part because I think a lot of that is more uh, more like a thrill seeking. Like they did an awesome job of thrill seeking with that section. Yes, that um, is a better way to say it. Yeah, so so it's like I'm thinking of fear, and I keep thinking like the, like it, it's so hard for me to think of other things other that, that make me scared. Um, well, the thing. The thing that uh, makes me think of, well, not it's not specifically fear, but I think that's the one thing that comes to mind, is those hands that would come down and smack you in the top downs, and they would pick you up and bring you to the front of the dungeon, and it was just the most aggravating feeling, like, no, 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 fuck. <laughs> so, uh, so they're not that bad once you, you know, you just have to roll, like, the second you see that shadow. But, like, 18 rooms in and you slip up, Oh, yeah, it's yeah. the worst feeling. Yeah. Nothing, nothing, nothing okay. pisses me off more. Um, and, and this, this is something I actually, I, I love about a link between worlds. Um, but, but before you own all the items, um, and you just make just a stupid mistake, just a dumb, like your thumb slipped on the thumb slider, or 
you know, for some reason I was eating tacos and my hands were too greasy and I hit the wrong fucking button. And, whoops, I swore there. And, uh, and, and all of a sudden I, I die on one of the boss fights and I realized that my last save point was like two hours ago. And so if I, if I quit the game to keep all my items, I have to redo the whole dungeon. Did you enjoy it when they asked you to, if you wanted to take a break? It only tells me that when I go to the save points, remember? <laughs> yeah, that one was on you. <laughs> this is why your dad it's calls funny, you I so say, much. like two hours round. ago, like, oh man, it took you two hours to go through the dungeon. Well, that's because I wasted so much time trying to find, like, because I knew in most of the dungeons there was an extra item that was optional. And I wasted so much time trying to find those, op- those items. I love how games like that make you feel guilty for playing for long periods of time. You'll like be three hours in and they'll be like, hey, you've been playing for like... Yeah, that's a Nintendo trope now. really long time. <laughs> and I think well, when are I was you, a kid, I used like, to play like, are, I used to play, like 15 you, hour sessions and now it's like... Are you okay? <laughs> are you... Should we call someone? It's like, it's like on the touch screen at the bottom it says, click no if you don't want us to call the authorities. <laughs> we believe you may be... We believe no, you may what, be what dead. I want the game to tell me is... I think the only way that the game would actually help me is if, if it's like, hey, you've been playing a while. You realize that you have a week's worth of homework still to do in two days, right? You I feel stop. like that's a universal Next thing. Next <laughs> is going to have this feature that's like, here, take a picture of your family and loved ones. And then it's going to be in the middle of the game. It's going to be like, here's your family and loved ones. They want you to stop. <laughs> you haven't seen them for here's 12 hours. They would like to see you today. <laughs> Or it's like, take a picture of you when you feel like you you look the most beautiful, and then it like like during the game it'll take a picture because you're like, look how what you've become. Just like a hit. <laughs> and look at the monster this, that this is, is what you. Your me would have looked like when you started playing. This is what it looks like now. You better. And stop. they just bring it up all the way to fat, <laughs> like as fat as possible. <laughs> Extra fat. We we noticed in one of your pictures you were eating like, potato chips. It's, it's Do you so want another pizza with that fatty? Pounds to your character. Yeah, I just want my 3ds to be mean to me. I think it'd be hilarious. Yeah, it shows your new me and then it like advertises me fit in the corner. Like, well, it's well, what's, it, it's just it, it's like, that, it's just that uh, unique Nintendo charm. They, they're just you know they they want you to play the game as much as you want, but you know they want you to have a life at the same time. You just you you get killed in Zelda. And then, like, Nintendo's uh, like the Ravio walks out and he's like, wow, video games are a toy. They're not, uh, they're not, like, something you need to make your whole life be about. And it's kind of interesting, like, with Amiibo and whatnot. Well, yeah, but with Amiibo, it feels like they're kind of trying to get back to that. Now, obviously, it's because of, like, Skylanders and Disney Infinity doing ridiculously well. Oh, yeah. Did you get a Game Freak? Did you get that Game Freak said they were interested in doing something with Amiibos? And I'm just like, no. We mentioned that. Stop. And it's just like, please, like, just... I don't want 700. No. Oh, I don't think they'll... The, I, I mean, I understand mm. why they would. Because, I didn't think they'd make 700 Pokemon, well, Nate, po- and Pokemon here we are. merchandise sells really, really well. So if they did it for starter Pokemon, I'd be game for yeah. like, But what would they need it for? What do they need it for? They need it for fun. They need it for enjoyment. And or, I like the whole or, idea of you or, can battle yours against your friend. They start making it a way... Um, and, and, and this... this Instead of carrying that. around your portable device, carry around this well, statue say, like a weirdo. Like for those who <laughs> Place it on a desk. And they're always like, Play with they're it. always like 20 Pokemon short because they can't get the special event Pokemon or whatever it was. Well, you could buy the Amiibo, and that counts as capturing a Pokemon. 
Marketing is small that we do. Hey, but it's gonna sell like crazy if they do it. That that's I mean, if you're all about making money, it, that's gonna go off nuts if you could buy an amiibo and that counts as capturing a Pokemon. So the rich kid in po so now so the rich kid in Pokemon games can just for eighty dollars to get both Pokemon games. You're spending seven thousand dollars to have all the Pokemon. <laughs> 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 Completed a Pokedex Second in one day. It took me a half hour. Second to mortgage to for out. Pokemon. <laughs> Let's move on to our next topic. Uh, our second email comes from a fan named Sasha, who is wondering if we would talk about the theory that Link is in purgatory during Majora's Mask, yes, following the timeline yes, if he lost yes, the game. I will. Yes, I will. Yes, this I will. is the thing that I was really. Okay, wait, wait, can I just say? Can I just say one thing about 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 this? And I I know Jake's gonna go off on a tyrant for twenty minutes. Um, all I'm gonna say is that it's already been proven to be 100% false, so I leave it alone. Okay, okay. Jake. Okay. Okay. All right. So fuck Wait, Game hold Theory. On, hold on. Okay. Don't fuck him. Actually, really. Let me. Him. Let oh, me. Adam, uh, Adam wants to get I, a word in. Okay. I actually no. I just want to go get popcorn and maybe get a little comfortable because I feel like I'm gonna be here That's for okay. a while. Is, is Jake on the Ooh. other side, or is he? What is he gonna rip apart Game Guys. Theory, or is he gonna be like? I support that, it. You know that music that plays like when you get a star in Super Mario? Like that that's my theme song in my brain right now. Like I'm invincible. Jake. Go oh on, God. go on. Can All I say right, something one thing about game theory? Tired, I'm gonna I'll be back in half hour. I don't I don't always curse, but fuck game theory. Okay. <laughs> uh Liar doesn't like him either, but that's just because of his voice. Um one one problem I have with I him, just don't like his theories. Here's the thing. One thing I don't like about him, and I do I do respect the guy, but he hasn't he uses theories that already exist online. A lot of times he isn't posing new questions. He's just like, look at this theory that's been around for a while. I'm going to add some science and see, I, this is what I did. Like the whole Rosalina one. Pseudoscience at he best. Did a Rosalina being like Peach's daughter one. And like that theory has been around since 2007. His science is absurd. And, like, no Nintendo designer is looking at eye color and earlobes and being like, well, I hope they pick up on this. But, you know. Anyways, back to well, the What theory. makes game theory popular is presentation. Back to is. the theory. Just of Link being dead. Bullshit. But that's just a theory. A game theory. Yes. I need my... I need... Anyway. And now, Jake with the Majora's Mask Purgatory okay. Theory. So first of all, you know how he's like, oh, well, if it's like, if it's in a different place, then how come, if it's underground or whatever, how come you can see the sky because you fall through a hole? Well, well, it's because they said that uh, Termina is... And, and, and like an unintended consequence of the creation of Hyrule, like a crack in the cement after cement has been made. Like there are a lot of little cracks, and Termina is just one of them. And like Link falls into a portal that brings him to this new, dark and demented version of Hyrule. So yeah, there's that. And also, he says, and first of all, this is complete utter bullshit. He says that all the five places are the five stages of grief. You know, uh, guys, remind me again. What are the five stages in order? It's denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. Okay, okay, okay. So he said they say that um, you know, uh, each of the each of those five phases of, of you know of uh, grief all take place in the different five zones of Majora's Mask. That's not true because the first one they say, oh look, it's denial. Look at all these people that are still in town. Well, what they don't tell you is how many people have already fled the town. That entire city is completely abandoned. There are no tourists. 
the only people who are still on Clocktown are the skeleton crew of people that are hosting the, 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 the carnival that are required by the law to stay there. If you go into the mayor's office on any of the three days, you can see they're having a huge debate about like getting the people out, but people also arguing we need to stick to tradition. There's no denial to be had. People are very aware of their, of their demise. The only person that arguably is like fighting his fate is the, car is the leader of the carpenters, but even he is not oblivious. Now, the second one was... Would you say that the first one is acceptance, no, son? Not. Okay. <laughs> so the second one is anger, right? That's the only one that bears some level of plausibility, because in the swamp you had the Deku King, who is absolutely livid with this, with this tiny monkey. But that, that's really the only one that I can lend any sort of credence to. Uh, I've known that for a while. The next one, I believe, was bargaining? Bargaining is number three, yeah. Okay. Um, that... It's, it's hard. The, the when you basically like say, oh, yeah, 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 we yeah, done yeah. it sooner. We done it. Um, uh, again, I see a little bit of plausibility with this one, but for the most part, it's just an area filled with sadness and death. Um, because the entire place is, of course, in an endless winter, and the lead hero is is like torn because he let his people down. He is miserable, and he asks you to heal him, not to. Bar he isn't bargaining with life. On the other hand, uh, the Great Bay. That is where bargaining seems to take place, because you have the, uh, the Zoras who are trying to uh, reclaim something they lost. You have the... Uh... I need to breathe. Hang on. <laughs> okay, I, I, need to just... I was getting lightheaded. Okay. No, it's okay, because... Um, first off, um, it's Sasha who sent this in, right? Yes. Okay. First off, I, I just want to... First, I'm gonna apologize to Sasha and other people who uh, do believe the theory. Not, not because she didn't say she didn't say she. No, no, it. she didn't say she, she yeah, believed yeah. it. But there's a lot of people who, on our Facebook page and Twitter, have been asking us to talk about it because every time I mention it, I always mention how it's not real, and they just say I'm full, I'm basically full of crap. That like is. how people believe that Sheik um, is still. So, a, so it's a kind male. of one of those. No, we're not I don't going think, there. Well, I don't think any of us actually you know believe that it's real so it's a hard debate because we don't have we don't we don't have yeah. somebody on the other side but with the way jake's putting it is um it is good because it's, it's actually actually explaining why it's pretty much all crap um, yeah it's it's just a lot of people who, who are like supporting this theory they're trying to make something there that really isn't there yeah uh, well, it, but it, it's just like uh, the, like the two really popular articles on our website message of majora's mask and um the philosophy of the wind waker it's all fan theories. That none oh, yeah, of it's yeah. fact. It, none of it's fact. So yeah. wouldn't you say it's a game theory? <laughs> but yes. If, so, I, if I may finish my tirade. Yeah. I'm yep, go ahead. Go, Hold on. I just okay. want to call dibs. Oh, 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 oh. Wait, wait. I just want to call dibs real quick. Like after Jake's done, I have a couple things related to Majora's Mask that I want to mention. Some an old Theme article. Like this podcast. Oh, and and fans. Um, for you guys are always like, oh, all we do is talk about Majora's Mask. Stop making us talk. <laughs> this, this this was your topic. Hey, wait so. a minute! If you want us to talk about a different topic than Majora's Mask, be sure to email us at zeldainformerpodcast at gmail .com. That's zeldainformerpodcast at gmail .com. We'll talk about any topic you bring in, any questions you have, anything you want us to talk about, from Pokemon <laughs> to God of War. We'll talk about it. Just bring it in. Gee, Let Adam, that know. sounds <laughs> difficult. What if I want to contribute with something else, like a song? What could I do then? You could also email us your intro song submissions. I'm pretty sure during this episode we'll be having some music going on in the background, some lovely jazz music, uh, brought to us by a friend of the podcast, George Christoph Schlee, also known as SoundChris1. You can find him at soundcloud.com slash soundchris-1. 
Uh, the name of this song yeah. in particular, this is a, a looped version of the song High Roller's Castle. Uh, it's a jazz cover of the song from Legend of Zelda, and I think it's fantastic. It's also on the album. It's also featured on the album of Harmony of Heroes, which is available for free online. Uh, just we'll put a link down below. Put a link down below for you guys. Yeah, we'll make we'll make that easy for you. It's a two gigabyte album. Yep, and if, if for some reason you don't have the space or you have bad internet, there, there's also it's also all completely up on YouTube, the whole album. So yeah, but be sure to be sure to check out uh, uh, Sound Sound Chris's page. He has a bunch of other music on there. It's all pretty cool. Uh, one song that's pretty interesting is the Sorcerer's Path main theme, and farewell. Yeah. Okay. So so um, a, a, as I. Thanks again Before to you, the Jake, I, ju I just want to re reiterate again to our fans to say we only talk about Majora's Mask. Literally, send us any different topics because we weren't talking about Majora's Mask much until you guys made us. So, Jake, <laughs> finish. Okay, so as we were, we just left off with the Great Bay being much more of a, a clear analogy for, for bargaining because uh, they lose their lead guitarist and they lose all these Zora eggs and it's, it's up to you to retrieve them, something that has been lost. And only then can you win back the lead singer's voice. Uh, but as far as the fourth one, which, by the way, is the biggest red fucking flag of the entire theory. Acceptance being in Ikana. Ikana, for those of you who don't know, is the final segment of Majora's Mask. It is, it is a kingdom that is ruled by the dead, who have been fighting a war they don't realize has ended long, long before they have all died. It is filled with, it is filled with, like, spies from outside nations who are all dead, the ruling class in and of itself is, is filled with people who are living in denial. I mean, when you first get the captain's mask, uh, he, he salutes you and he tells you to wear the mask and tell his troops that the war has been over. There is no acceptance. Every every single spirit you meet in that land has been is in so much anger and rage and in ignorance. There is no acceptance of their fate. Especially uh, if you think of the composer brothers, one of whom sold his soul to the devil. He has not accepted his fate. He in endless torment until you are the one to rescue him. There is no acceptance. There's, it's nothing but denial and delusion that entire segment of the game, and it is amazing. So, there you go. That is the five... Okay, what, what other elements of this thing should I tackle? Because that was the five phases thing. Are you going to continue to deconstruct it? Um, okay. We could talk about how the the uh, the opening of the the game, that cinematic where he's walking through the uh, he's not walking, he's riding uh, the horse through the walk the fog. Opponent, yeah. right? Yeah. Making sure. I don't know why, but for some reason I felt like I was gonna say Epona and then it was gonna be a different horse and then someone was gonna. Actually well, walking... Shut up, Jeff. Stop. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Jake. Uh, but he, he's riding Epona through the forest in the fog, and his head's down, and there's all this fog, and it's just like, it's so somber. It's very quiet and depressing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, 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 I'm sorry? It's a good word for it. Just go on, go on, go on. Thank you. Yeah, but it, it, it kind of does lend itself to the theory in the sense that it makes it seem like Link is dead. Well, he... In in an aspect of like design, without coming right out and saying Link is dead, it does kind of get that feeling. But that's a misinterpretation yeah, exactly. on the part of people who believe that theory. It's just supposed to be that um, in the end of Ocarina, what you thought was a happy ending turned out to be a pretty sad one. You know that kind of it was. It's kind of cool because it's kind of like that. Um, 
that moment after the credits where you know that everything kind of just stopped being so, um, the fanfare and all the sparkles have, have gone, and it's just, you're left with the reality of yeah. the scenario. And what Link was left with is that his best friend is gone, who probably hated him. Uh, he's back in the past, having no, no way of proving any of his accomplishments, therefore he has no real satisfaction out of his journey. His, his, he's not actually done anything, he's only prevented something from okay. happening. Um, and... Besides that, he's just, he hasn't, he doesn't have a home anymore. He can't go back to the forest, and he doesn't have anyone else to go to, so he's left with nothing. He's quite literally wandering around as a homeless person. Well, it... Well, if you think about it, that's what he's left with, and that's the, that's kind of the idea of Majora's Mask. It's a very, it's but, very but again, sad game. It's very in empty. In some, but, some but, respect. But that's... But it, it, it sets the mood so quickly and says so much with just him having his head down, there being fog, and him being riding his yeah. This is where I get into, um, like, what what makes Zelda such a brilliant um, simplicity in how it tells its story. Um, is we have undoubtedly done a lot of theorizing that Zelda former about Majora's Mask over the years. Um, because... Everything is nothing's explained. It's it's very simple, um, which has probably led to this whole um, is Link dead theory or is he in purgatory theory because a lot of it isn't explained and uh, it's it's one of those that we as fans want explanations for everything, so we insert things that we that we want to find. It's kind of like a lot of things that people believe in their life um, they believe it because they want to they see the things that they want to see and they don't actually realize what's right in front of them um, and I think that happens with a lot of fans with Zelda because the stories are so simple um, uh, that's not to say there's not any depth because of course there, you know, there, there is some depth and they do want us to learn some life lessons because you know, I mean, it's not even mostly for the adults it's really for kids growing up there's a lot of good life lessons in Zelda but um, it, it's just it, it's so simple that we want to toss more meaning into lesson it than number there really one. is um, lesson. and I think that's what's happened with Majora's Mask even with us over theorizing it, it it's it, they're probably under theorizing it <laughs> like, the, there's, there's probably not much more to most of these games than what we see what's actually there um, like if you think about it all the theories around all the Zelda games we've probably theorized um, a lot more about the games themselves than the actual story writers took the time to write it. So, <laughs> yes. One of my favorite theories, um, I'm gonna say, this is one that I don't really follow as much. It's just kind of one that I like the sparks of it, the little reasons behind it. Uh, that Girahim is not actually really a bad guy. Because he doesn't actually ever really hurt anyone. I don't know. I just like. No, yeah. The, the, the only um, there's the idea that he doesn't actually ever take the time to hurt anyone. He's always fair about yeah, fighting yeah. people. I, um, I think Girahim is uh, one of those enemies that uh, he's evil, not 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 in his actions. He's likable. Um, he's he's evil because of what he's attempting to accomplish. He's it's trying to he's trying to bring demise back, and yeah. Um, Everyone knows that yeah. Demise is the, the, the great evil. The game spends the whole game telling you how bad he is. Um, 
and, and, and that's what makes him bad. It's not that he he that Girahim is bad, but that but you think about it, Girahim at the end of the day ended up just being a sword. Uh, so really, Girahim. Yeah. He, <laughs> I'm not, dude. A link between worlds. I'll spoil the warning. I'm not spoiling the warning. Anything else? Everything else has been all long enough. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So and put it this way: if you haven't played Skyward Sword, you're never gonna play it. So. <laughs> Let's Unless put it this you way. want to build up the arm strength for it, <laughs> you no, don't even gross. need arm strength. Oh my god! Anyway, my arm gets so tired playing that. Then game. you are playing it totally wrong. Um, well, thank Jeff because he was watching me play, and he never once said, "I was enjoying play. your torment." Well, it's one of those things that, like, if you can't figure <laughs> yes, out, yes, Adam, keep walking <laughs> into the wall. If you if you can't figure out yes. what you're doing wrong on your own, people just enjoy your torture. Yeah, but as you were saying a little bit. Earlier, That's why I stopped playing it because I was fed up with it. <laughs> okay, okay. But, this yeah, is as, nonsense. As you were saying a little bit earlier about theories, um, yeah, I do also believe that a lot of game times, theories. Get, go, leave. No, <laughs> no, Jake, go on. <laughs> this is mine now. Okay. Um, <laughs> as you were saying, Jeff, leave too. Everyone, go. This is just. I want everyone to leave. Okay. Anyways, uh, as you were saying a little bit earlier about fan theories, yes, oftentimes it is a lot of, you know, people making things out to be much bigger than they are, but sometimes a lot of it really does tie together. You know, like, I don't know if you guys, and I know we're talking about Majora's Mask again, there are two, like, beautiful, beautiful elements of Majora's Mask that kind of go completely under the radar. One of them is, uh, I don't know if you guys knew this, and for those of you at home who don't know this, but Milk and Zelda has real-world parallels to alcohol. Um, like, it's an in-joke between the developers that milk is actually the Hyrulean version of alcohol. There's a milk bar in, in Termina, like... There's a milk bar in Only Between Worlds, too. Yeah, there is, there is. So, and look, it, at, look and at the it's people that are much, all in there. Actually, like, it's funny, because the milk bar in Only Between Worlds is very, very, very much um, a real-world bar, even more so than Majora's Mask. Oh, yeah, look at the people who are in, who, like, frequent uh, them, you the know? People, and it, it has a live band. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, even even like the Gorman troop leader is like he looks at you and he's clearly drunk and he's like, oh, you can't get. He literally says you can't get tipsy off of something like milk. And then like he he just kind of like slovenly turns around. But uh, anyways, there's this wonderful moment that happens on the final day where um you know the Romani sisters. You do shots. Okay, let me let me. Uh, the Romani sisters are the are the two sisters who run the ranch. If you if you saved them from the alien invasion. Uh, then on the final day, the little sister will say, um, Tonight, my older sister is finally letting me drink our ranch's deluxe milk. Uh, she says, and like the, the sister says, Yeah, I, I finally acknowledge, and she's really somber about this. She's like, I finally acknowledge that you're old enough and uh, you, you've reached a level of maturity. But what's really happening is that she's trying to dull her little sister's senses because she's so completely cheerful about the entire evening. She thinks that there is a tomorrow. Like, even in the way they both. They both say the same line to you as NPCs after all, after that interchange. One of them says, see you tomorrow, and the other one says, see you tomorrow. But what's going on is she's trying to dull her little sister's senses, so she's like completely unaware of like what torment is about to happen to them. She even asked her to like sleep in her bed that night. And like that, that is something that, that it, there's a valid theory that, you know, oh my god, she was clearly trying to intoxicate her, and blah blah blah, so she, you know, there, there's sometimes developers things for people to, to figure out and other times people are just like uh um, look there are being links that yeah and, and that's i mean i i'm okay i what i said earlier um c- kind of sounds like i'm, I'm all against fan theories no, no, no. 
Um, I can see how some people might uh, put it that way because I've also been vocally out that there never really was a timeline until Nintendo was forced to make one. Um, <laughs> but that, that's I, will, I can get in that debate another day. Uh, but it's one of those um, that I, I like fan theories. They're fun. Um, mm-hmm. one, one of the greatest things about being a fan of any series is debating and discussing. And if nothing else, even a theory such as you know, the Link is Dead one that, you know, we pretty much all agree is crap, it, it still gets us talking. And it gets us to, e- even in trying to disprove it, it gets us looking at the game and looking at the points it makes and, you know, finding the evidence that says, no, that's not the case. Um, yeah. It, so so it, it's kind of like what I always tell fan, fans as all the former. As a fan site, all we want to do is just talk about talk about the games. We just yep. want to talk. It's not just about giving you the news. We, we want to talk about it. Um, we give news? Yeah, yeah but we see, see, we try to give it in a way that um, that people can discuss it. Uh, it it's kind of like uh, there were some people that complained um, about the, the Master Cycle uh, comment that I put in the, the headline on that post. And I'm like, well, we already talked about the Master Cycle in... Uh, in Mario Kart 8 like two days ago in a different post when it was revealed um, so we've already spent all our time talking about how awesome or how much you don't like you know this cycle and so why would we put quotes up that are just going to talk about the same thing when there's actually something in those quotes that could get us down a different discussion path and that's kind of yeah. why, why it's titled that way so it, it, there's a different talking point and if I title it similar to the other one then it's the same point and I think fans kind of miss that. Like they look at it as, "Oh, we're just trying to get more hits." And I'm like, "No!" Like, one, he actually said it, and two, you know, it's a new discussion point. Like, why? Why would we not want to talk about something that Eiji Inoma dropped in our laps to talk about? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and it, that kind of gets to the theories. Like, I love theories. Uh, you know, it's kind of the same reason why I, I don't mind when we post rumors sometimes. I mean, 99.9 infinity, it's bullshit. But man, it's fun to talk. about. Yeah, and some of them are really, really good, too. Um, I'm not going to say another Majora's Mask one, but... <laughs> okay, fine. Yeah, 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 go ahead. I would kill for another Zelda U rumor. I mean, I'm just... I, I want something about that already. Well, I, I miss... I miss talking I think, about Zelda U so badly. Oh, I miss it, too. I have zero like, like, Jake, you can leave. It's and... okay. No, no, it, I'll explain it, it in a sec. Go on, go, go on. Go it's on, go actually... On. It's actually okay not to... Uh, you're not the only one. I know a lot of fans that aren't hyped for it um, yet. And, and I, I get it. Um, there's a lot of... Very, I don't. I can't presume to know why. I, I, have a, I understand why Adam isn't. Um, but I, I can't presume to know why Jake's not. But, but I also look at it as... Uh, we, we know very little about the game. Um, that That's was supposed to, be, supposed to be their big E3 reveal. And mm-hmm. um, it kind of leaves us pining right now because... I yeah. think it was Captain Toad. Well, no, no, no. It, I'm not saying that... It, C- Captain Toad was was the surprise. That was the big surprise. The that was, was, surprise. was, that was be... a surprise. I yeah. honestly well, think well, that Captain Toad actually, well, Star is going to change the sales of the Wii U. Bring them through the roof. <laughs> it's going to be it's gonna, it's gonna be the breakout mean, hit. It's going to be the Super Smash well, Bros. Melee. You mean that... that... That, oh. that, like, really, really annoying but, segment of Mario 3D World where, like, a, a slow character who can't jump navigates the But it's the cutest thing yeah, ever. Yeah, it's gonna be a good game. But no, I, I think... I, I really want to talk about Zelda U. Like, I'm, I'm looking for an excuse. Even uh-huh. if it's just rumors, I'm looking for an excuse to talk about, about the game. 
But yeah, I think it kind of just shows how much fans like, yeah, we got Hyrule Warriors, Link Between Worlds came last year, but like, you re you just told us what the next big console Zelda game is, and you told us nothing, and you didn't yep. even give us anything to talk about besides the fact that, oh man, it's an open world that we don't want to call an open world, but it's an open world. And yeah, there's only so much you could talk about in circles with that without any context. And we have no context. So it's, without, it's a, with, without anything to talk about, it kind of it, it kind of sucks because I, I look at it and I've talked about some of our staff. Um, after Smash Bros. for Wii U comes out next month, we're out of news. We have nothing to talk about. Well, actually, because, no, wait, wait, wait. We've got the Hyrule Warriors DLC coming up. DLC, yeah. And it, we yeah, have yeah. Amiibos. But, but, what, but what, yeah, okay. But ami <laughs> Amiibos comes out at the same time as... Well, as, yeah. the Zelda one comes and, out. But we can week. talk about all yeah, the yeah, Amiibos. We can have it an does. article about every single Amiibo. We actually do. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> That's besides the point. No, um, it, it's... It, it, awesome. It's just the fact that we are actually, as a Zelda site, in terms of just news, like, there's always talking points. I mean, we have, we have a daily debate. We always have stuff we can talk about. But, right. but when it comes to, like, new information, um, we're really outside of Hyrule Warriors DLC packs because also next month the Zelda DLC pack hits for Mario Kart 8. Um, we don't really have a lot of Zelda to talk about besides... Um, already known DLC packs. We're currently in a very high not, period of news frequency. And that, that's not a bad thing. It's okay yeah, to have yeah. droughts. It's okay to have droughts. Um, but but we don't even have a hint of when we're going. Like, um, they, they obviously have stopped doing big Nintendo Directs. So well, we, uh, hold on. They, I would say, well, okay, the only reason I'd say maybe agree with you on that is because they've done a bunch of small ones. Like, they did the one for Australia out of nowhere for the new 3DS, and they did the one... They've done a couple of them that are Japan exclusive, for, like that are very but, small. But those aren't those aren't big. Those are all right. Very that's the reason specific. why I agree with you. However, uh, like we had an article today, or yeah, I think we did publish it today. Um, that's talking about um, uh, Sakurai hinting about a a Smash Bros. Wii U direct. Yeah. So, but but see, that's my point. That's what their directs are. They're pointed. There was a Hyrule Warriors direct, if you remember. Um, there was there already was a Smash Bros. Direct this year after E3. This is just going to be another one for for the Wii U platform. Then um, they've been doing that. Like there's going to be a Toad. I'm sure there'll be a Toad Direct closer to that one. So you're talking um, about a non-game specific. Like like the, like when we find out new information about a game that we don't know anything about. In the past, since they started doing Nintendo Directs, it's always been through a news platform. Like all these game-specific directs are coming close to the game's release. And yeah. if that's the case, then we're not going to hear about Zelda U until October next year, and that's not going to happen. We're going to hear about it at E3, because E3 is going to have a big digital event or whatever that has a whole bunch of news crammed into it. Let's and place bets for what we think the, high so, the, the direct is going to talk about Zelda U's coming. I'm saying December 17th. I don't think it's coming this year. I'm saying that is oddly uh, January specific. 2027. I don't think we hear. I'm saying it'll who be, cares? It'll be sometime. <laughs> it'll be April 2015 I'm if kidding. they want to even talk about it at all before E3. Uh, yeah, I mean, dude, you know what game? Well, the thing you... is, is they if you look at their 2015 slate, Nintendo has a lot of games coming out. I don't think uh, I don't think they want to distract people by saying, hey. These like games are coming out, but hey, we have our best game coming out, you know, quote-unquote best game coming out at Star the Fox. end of the year. 
Well, they have they have said Captain Toad is coming at the end of the year. So I mean, uh, that's, that's their that's, best game. That's this year. This no, year. I, yeah. that's what I mean. This year, best game coming out, Captain Toad. Dude, hey, you know hey. what? Go hey, on. Hey, you know what? I, I until I play it, I can't really. I, I like the the Toad. The, I, I can't imagine I'm, it as a full game, but you know, I well, I'm just being silly. It. I had fun with it in 3D World, so. I just yeah. I just really like Toad because he's funny. He makes me laugh. And he's... I think Nintendo did a smart thing. It's only forty bucks. Um, oh really? I okay. Do, I hope they do more price variation. Like, you know what's like crazy? A game that doesn't feel like it should be sixty. Should God. be sixty. You know what's what's crazy? Like, no, no. Fun? I was gonna say Donkey Kong was also forty bucks, and that game is amazing. Can we can we talk about something that actually recently, a game that just got released for free on Origin. Uh, EA's origin system is Dragon Age. Dragon Age Origins just got released for free, yeah. and that game still plays like a game that would cost sixty bucks today. It's so good. Well, it's probably one of my but, favorite but, but, RPGs well, this, ever. This made. actually gets into um, something I've been uh, getting in debate with a lot of people because they say, um, and obviously I'm in the Zelda community a lot, so they'll be like, "Oh man, you know, Twilight Princess was good." I'm like, "Twilight Princess still exists. You can play it now. It is good." Um, yep, it, that's my argument for Majora's Mask. We're, we're, we're way too quick to move on from things. Like You're saying, oh, Dragon Age Origins is still good. Well, it always was good. It never wasn't. Um, no, that's why I'm saying is still good. Yeah, like you can say, it, it, well, that's the some thing. Games, this game aged perfectly. But, but it didn't like change. A lot of games that are really good um, outside of like graphics aging. But some games, some games that you, you might have like, uh, you might get like, goggles when you first play it because you're like wowed by like the changes and things like that but dragon age just plays really well well yeah Uh, origin specifically i know the community is kind of divided on two yeah Uh, some love it some it's like a love hate more some love it more more people hate than love Mm -hmm. i love it as far as i know but it does you know whatever it it doesn't matter it's kind of the same thing with majora because it's the one it's the one city aspect well it's probably that like, drives some people nuts. It's probably like Zelda two back in the day. Think about it; it was so different from Zelda one. Sure, there was people that hated it and people yeah. that loved it, and a lot of people bought the game back then. It's actually one of the best selling games in the franchise. Mm-hmm. So, I think the the biggest thing that w- with Dragon Age two that really made it uh, so uh, dividing is just the fact that you stay in one city, and from Origins that was such a trade off from the the big going world to different places. Yeah, yeah, there wasn't as much, and now you're world. just you're you're trapped. Um, yeah. Go back to like talking about uh, something that struck out to me was when uh, Nate mentioned that Captain Toad is forty, is 40 will be forty dollars, and that's decided, and that's something unusual. One thing I've noticed, and I'm really, it's more exciting than anything to me, is that Nintendo's again doing a lot of unexpected things with that, like the mass, like the DLC with Link. That shocked me. I thought it was a joke, and then I saw, and then I saw that it was an actual thing, and I was. So excited! I still am very excited. And then there's you things, can't hide it. and I just can't hide it. I just can't hide it anymore. Um, but then uh, one of the other things that stands out to me as a really different, uh, a different approach is Smash Bros. for Wii U is coming out in the in North America first, early, and it like in the 3DS version released in Japan first. And that just has that ever happened? Yeah. Yeah, it actually happens all the time. America, um, any release that is slated for November slash December, America always gets it first because we need it before Black Friday. Um, now, the 3DS version coming out that early, now there, that's actually happened. There's been Zelda games that were a year apart. Um, it came out in Japan a year before it came out in the United States. Actually, the very first Zelda came out a year before it came out in the United States. 
Um, so it's actually not unusual with Nintendo. What, what, what they're doing, and it, you know, it's, it's making fans get upset because, oh my god, this region's getting the game before everybody else. Uh, they're region targeting. They released the 3DS version first in Japan because the 3DS is the most popular in Japan compared to everywhere else in the world. And sales of 3DS games yeah. prove it every single week. Here's this little country with you know, hardly any population compared to North America, but it sells 3DS the size games of California. Like crazy. I mean, it just sold 1.4 million Monster Hunter 4 in a day. Um, Didn't they sell a lot of copy, physical copies of Smash Bros. 3DS in America? Oh, yeah, for, we found uh, that out today. Uh, the first we got yeah. the MPD numbers. Um, they, they did not sell out, but there were a lot of retailers, a lot of game-specific retailers that were out. Um, but, like, a lot of the big chain stores so it, still had it. it. It had a partial yeah, sellout. Yeah. But a lot of the big game stores still had it. I mean, and it sold incredibly well. Uh, it, it's just... You know, it didn't sell over a million copies like it did in Japan. It actually sold under a million. So uh, it, that, that's just kind of why they did it. Because it's just like, why is the new 3DS out in Japan first? It's going to sell the best in Japan. It's just plain and simple. They're going to release it where it's going to sell the best. And if it sold like crap in Japan, they might not bring it anywhere else. Speaking of Smash 4, by the way, I've been playing it, and my thumb gets really tired. Yeah, that's... That's like, just, my thumbs just are just thumb so tired. Like, this doesn't happen with yeah. other controllers. The 3DS's design, I realize, has a lot of problems when it comes to, like... The circle pad? Endurance. No, it, 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 it's literally just that, that thumbs... The thing with the 3DS, and a lot of people, um, when they complain about, like, hand cramping or thumb uh, not being comfortable... Not, not, it doesn't cramp. Yeah. It's just my thumb yeah, just stops it, wanting to the, work. I think people tend to forget, and I think they forgot this when... Uh, a lot of reviewers, I think, forgot this when they were reviewing Smash, uh, Smash Bros. Is that... This is not a console Smash Bros. for starters. Um, it it is it is an on the go game. It is not meant to be played for hours at a time like people are doing, and that's why the 3ds's are bre- the, the thumbsticks are breaking off. Your thumbs are hurting. This game this game Wait, that's everything about the game is well. If you look at everything about the game is designed to be completed in ten minutes. I really want to interject here because I also want to interrupt. Uh, okay, you go breaking. first. Because around here. I haven't met anyone who's broken their, their circle my, pad. My, my best friend. So I think <laughs> that if you if people have broken their circle pad, it's because no, they're being no, way too rough. No, it is not true. You, you would think that. Um, it, a lot of it, it seems to be the original 3DS. Um, um, seems Adam, to be holding up compared to the XL. I am using the original. That's for, um, you're yeah, using um, one the, of the, the ambassador 3DS. 3DS seems to have better. I am using the ambassador 3DS. <laughs> the original 3DS, that first year of the 3DS, anyone who got it that year. Back in my day, we used it, to be called it, the it Ambassadors. Now we're just the first yeah, generation. I have not seen mm-hmm. one complaint from anybody who's had an original 3DS ever break. It's all been XLs or 3DSs released after the launch year. Um, so, I, and that's no surprise. They, you know, parts become cheaper and they find ways to cut costs. And nobody, if you look at it, this is yeah, not a problem until this game. So it obviously isn't something that they thought was going to be a problem. Well. The thing that I noticed about when I started messing with GameCube controllers, like taking them apart for friends and repairing them, uh, they changed a few pieces of the design in terms of like how things lock into place and stuff, but they never announced the changes yeah. as being significant. Like it was well, never yeah, like, cause, cause, oh, we new new version of the controller. Yeah, they just they just yeah, changed yeah. it under the radar. It would be like if you went into a store and you bought a GameCube controller in in the box, you might buy one of one version, one of the other, just because they were. Um, yeah, a month apart but, but I mean that gets back to why, why some people I mean not even breaking the 3DS is just just having um, you know 
they're finally now with the 3ds they're like man my thumb really had you know gets hurt or whatever when i'm playing the game and it's kind of like well how many of your 3ds games have you played for the amount of length that you're playing smash bros at one set fire emblem okay. awakening well that's a different that's a, you can also do that all with a d-pad that game so that game I do want to say a quick thing about what Nate was talking about. Well, which is, this is a, this is not a console Smash. Bros. Is this for Smash on the Go? I've. It sounds like uh, at the very least, Adam, you've been playing it very much like the console approach. I I've had mm -hmm. some bouts where I played it for a, a few hours, but for the most part, I've been playing it on the go. Like I'm pretty much out of my out of my home for from the morning till night, and sometimes I'll bring my DS with me, and, I'll, and if I have a few minutes between things that I have to do, I'll be like, I can play a few matches real quick. And I love it. I love that, I love having yeah. that option with Smash Bros that I've never had in my life before, where I can just be like, I have a yeah. little bit of time, I'm just going to open the 3DS, start my three-stock match, uh, have, I, right now I'm just playing a show because I love show. I'll talk about that another time. But uh, I just love that I have that possibility and yeah. I can just get a little blip of Smash in my day. Yeah, and it's kind of like what I tell a lot of people, because, um, you know, I had the review copy, um, and, you know, I, I gave it what I thought was a good review, but, you know, a lot of people blasted me because, oh my god, review scores. How dare you not um, praise the god Nintendo. But, but it, it's one of those, it, it's not, it, it, like, for, for hardcore Smash fans, no, it's not going to be as good as the Wii U version. It was never meant to be as good. It was meant to be different. Yeah. Um, it, it was meant to be, it's meant to be a handheld game, and people are such fast Smash fanatics, they don't play it like it's a handheld game. Um, like, I, ever since I got done with the review, you know, I don't play Smash for hours at a time. I play it, like, I get to work, and I have about 15 minutes before the bell rings and the kids get done with school. I'm playing it that 15 minutes. Um, I, go to, I go to the bathroom before I go to bed, I'm playing it when I'm in the bathroom. And, I'll, you know, and everything's designed around... It, it, it's, it's funny, just everything in the game is designed around... You just pick up and play, it's not... Like, they didn't... Where we find out who plays Smash in the bathroom, because I feel who like... Hey, Smash. there's people that play their Wii U in the bathroom, man. It's okay, I, I've, I've done that. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty. It's one of I my remember, favorite no, features. We're getting a time, so wrapping up. Can um, I say something about Bayonetta 2? Sure. Sure. Okay. Okay. Bayonetta 2's coming out next week, everyone. It sucks. It's doing real well in reviews. It's I played the demo. I played the demo. It's so smooth and fun combat. It's so short, but it's ridiculous, and I just love the demo. I highly encourage you to download it before uh, if you want to try it out. There are going to be yeah, things, like, like, so it's related to what we're talking about here at CI. Yeah, and but, I might be doing a review for it soon. Yep, yeah, it, it's for the. I mean, I think a lot of fans that follow us have an idea of what Bayonetta Two is, and they just uh, you know a lot of people might write it off. Just try the demo. Uh, this this game it, it, this is one of those games um, kind of like the wonderful 101 back in the day or any game that you don't think is going to sell well we, we, we need it, it's like, a power games trip. that are really really good like this um, that are especially not made by Nintendo they're made through third party contracts or whatever um, are very rare in the in the entire industry to have one of this quality um, you can get Bayonetta 1 like, and, I'm yeah, get two games. Bayonetta. I've never played Bayonetta I'm excited so, to play both but but the the point is is that that yeah it's the Wii it's U also for a cheaper price than getting both big yeah. sales um, and mm -hmm. this this no one expects this game to to be a big seller but to 
have it sell well. Have it sell well is how you're gonna get Nintendo to fund games like it again. Yeah, yeah. You know, because like like the wonderful 101, there's not gonna be a second one because us fans didn't show up and buy it. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out a prediction, which is a very risky thing to do, but I think that Bayonetta 2, if it's not gonna do a huge opening like weekend sale, but over the first couple of months, there's gonna be a rapid increase in who buys it because of like how like, people are gonna get it and they're gonna tell their friends how good it is. This completely surprises me. They're doing a neat bayonetta at the Nintendo World Store. Yeah. Well then see see but here's the thing. None of this none of this surprises me because um at the Cosplay. they they do these kind of special events at Nintendo World Store pretty frequently now for game launches. So I mean yeah, it's a whole meat bayonetta thing, but it, it's It's actually just Sakurai dressed as Bayonetta. Well I'm sure it is. Did you know that the game is rated M? Is it Sakurai dressed as Bayonetta? Anyways? <laughs> Dude, you know what was fantastic? <laughs> so, it has to be. I mean, it makes sense. It's a 70 plus event. <laughs> it, it just doesn't seem like it's Nintendo. Dude. But it, it's just, you know, th- this game is good, and we don't get a lot of games like it. I just want people, like, just like we don't get a lot of games like The Wonderful 101, I want people to buy it. Um, and, and... You know, I don't want you to buy it because I'm pressuring you. I want you to buy it because you like it. And that's the thing. There's there's a 768 megabyte or whatever demo for you to find out if you like it. Yeah. Um, and if you... Which time, if you do not like which time as a mechanic, we'll have a talk. Well, mm-hmm. and, and it's okay. You, even if you like everything about the experience but which time, hey, when you buy the game, you get the first one, and the first one doesn't have which time. So, so you can still enjoy Jake, it. Jake, you wanted to make a point? No, no, it was just it was just a, a little anecdote talking about uh, 17 plus. All right. I remember the day I picked up Hyrule Warriors. I was uh, in a GameStop, and the person in front of me in this line was like this seven to nine year old kid who like picked out like three used like super mature games, and uh, like because you know GameStop, you know you have to buy it with a parent, and so she's reading off like all the things like in the game. Like, sir, are you aware that this game has nudity, gore, heavy drug use, and like he's just. The dad was like, yeah, yeah, that's fine, that's whatever. And the kid is, like, blushing beet red. And I was like, hey, uh, you're playing your, your, your games with your with your sex and your violence, and I'm here playing Hyrule Warriors. That's uh, that's embarrassing for a kid. That's me- <laughs> Like, what she do is, I mean, like, it, it would have so been funny. better if she didn't, like, do it so out loud. Well, like, but, like, I've seen, like, I've seen this. Yeah. So are you aware this game has toads going on adventures, getting oh, treasure? What, what annoys me <laughs> and the about word, that, that, Hello! In that situation is, uh, um, you know, I, I'm a bit ashamed to say that I'm a, I'm a, I'm a frequenter to my local GameStop. Um, they just, it, it's more of the employees in the store. Um, they treat me very well there. And, uh, yeah. well, it, like you know, they game. don't annoy me. Like, they don't push the credit card they have out now. They, they, oh, they, they know, they know me. They know, they know what I like. Um... You know, and sometimes they even uh, will call me up because they have my my number, and they'll be like, "Hey, you know, we got this cool trade-in deal right now. You get like fifty extra bucks, and we know you have that game if you haven't sold it yet." I'm like, "Oh, well, all right, cool." We know you have that game. But former article where I told someone about it, I, or I mentioned it to someone at GameStop that they knew the article, and I was like, "I wrote that." Yeah. And they're like, wow. But, really so I was uh, <laughs> so I, I see the situation where uh, that was a funny article to write. Buying, 
these M-rated games for the kids, you know. And, and the GameStop employees, it, it's funny because a lot of people think, oh, the, the employees just aren't informing people. Like, no, I mean, GameStop. No, they GameStop super employees are. are very, they, really they, they literally grab the box. They read the back of it to them. Like, are you sure this is what you want to buy your kid? Um, and parents are like, yeah, whatever. You know, they don't care. And, you know, yeah, like that one kid got was embarrassed. And some kids do get embarrassed. Other kids are just like, whatever, man. I've been getting M-rated games for four years now, and I'm only 11. Um, and, and I sit there, and the only thing that comes through my mind is, what kind of parent is that? Yeah, you know, I want like, to be a game like, developer, I, I and I've been playing them my whole life. Go on, go on. You can only on. protect your children for so long from certain things, but like, when your kids are that young, they should have so much more they want to do than chop people's heads off and say the f bomb all the time. Like, <laughs> like I'm not saying yeah. that's what these games boil down to, but that's what no, the kids no, are you make a good it. point. That's, you know, I like mean, that's that we get more out of it because we're older because the game's made for us. When you're kids, you're just getting the straight violence, and you know, like I don't want kids like I. Bayonetta is great, and I hope when um, when my when my son and daughter grow older and they're old enough to play the game, I, I'm, I'm going to let them play Bayonetta and Bayonetta two and see if they like it. Um, yeah, that because um, the sexuality of Bayonetta, it's it's hard. That seems to be a very rough subject. Um, in some of the reviews, because I noticed that some of them are like, it's never, it's it serves to empower, and I think that's a really cool idea. Yeah. However, like I know, you know Polygon, it's, gone, like it is, it's a, it's, a, it, it's just one of those. Uh, you can't win. That that touches on sexism. Well, Polygon has a pretty. It's kind of like a, a little bit with racism and, uh, and other big topics like that. A lot of it's just subjective. Um, you know, some people are going to be very. I think that Bayonetta, other personally, people are yeah. be like, man, this is an empowering woman. You know, it's I'm just, not gonna. I'm not going to say my uh, my personal well, viewpoint is... on like Bayonetta being sexualized, but the, the big problem is that oftentimes you can't win if you pick a side because especially with with uh, I'm not going to get too heavy-handed yeah. into the idea of feminism in the gaming media because yes, I do think it needs to be more of a, more of a thing. But the thing is, is that if I were to say, for instance, uh, I think it's very demeaning to her character and it's just objectifying her. Some people would applaud me. But if I were to say that, um, but on the other end, I would get equal criticism if I was to say, oh, look, but it's just so empowering. Look at her. You know, she's so, you know, like, this is, this is, she's, she's allowed, allowed to be free in this She's allowed to be but then other whatever people she would, wants to be. Yeah, yeah. she doesn't have to, like, like the, you can't hide win. yourself. That's why I like the, give the, up recent, a while the recent ago. Final Bossman that I snuck onto our website on Thursday, or today, I suppose, um, that, you know, talking about Cruz is the best girl character, that's not even what it's about. Um, he does say that in the video, but uh, it, it, it's—I yeah. I loved the way that he that he put it. Um, it. It's that sexism is always going to exist. There is no way to eradicate it. Just like there's no way to eradicate racism. It's going to be here. Um, it, it's just about—it's—it's uh, it's all about how you were raised, who you are, and what bothers you and what doesn't. In the long run, of things, this is uh, I had a lot of fun doing that. That was a fun night. Yeah. 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 I remember I remember sitting there being like, what what would we only have? And we were just like bouncing ideas and I was like, this not stupid. How about this? That makes sense. Or like this? Why? Yeah. Another character had to be By the way, if you're listening out there and you were the one who created that account that was jerk edel stupid. I wanted to be you because that just made my day when I read that. I was like, "Jerk Edel, stupid." I, I still want to. I still want. 
<laughs> I still want to use that as an insult in conversation oh, with man. you. But I feel like it. This is a jerk. That's a jerk. All right, uh, we're wrapping up right now. It's been it's been going on for seven extra minutes of time. Uh, I want to thank you guys for joining us. Uh, and, we, and we never got to talk about the Hyrule Warriors not. DLC. The, we'll be talking about it next week. We'll talk about it next week. Um, thank you guys for joining me. Um, I had a lot of fun. I hope you guys did too. Let us know what you thought of the music in the comments below. Was it too much? Was it too loud? Did you do hate jazz? Thank you again for joining us. Um, be sure to email us anything you need. ZeldaInformerPodcast at gmail.com You can follow me on Twitter. I say a lot of funny things. That's subjective. You can also find Misinformer on Facebook if you want to see the absurd things that make people mad. Um, be sure to send Jeff a private message telling me he's a jerk at all stupid. Uh, I don't know where you can find Jacob in his Facebook. And Nate is always on the site, so just leave a comment anywhere and he'll respond to it probably. Um, no, I, I read every single comment made yeah, on the actual yeah. website. I don't read them on Facebook or Twitter. Yeah. Too yeah. yeah. Alright, guys. Have a good day. Uh, it was a pleasure. Bye. Bye.